Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. So for many of you listening, getting a promotion or a raise this year is likely a New Year's goal. But what's the best approach to take to ensure this desire becomes a reality? My guest today argues that if you want to ask for that promotion this year, you need to start laying the groundwork months before making that pitch to your boss. And she walks us through exactly what you need to establish that groundwork. Her name is Frances Cole Jones. She's an executive image consultant and the author of How to Wow and a regular guest on the Art of Manliness podcast. Today on the show, Frances shares the common mistakes people make when asking for promotion, as well as the exact steps you need to take months before making your request in order to set yourself up for success. And we also discuss what to do if that answer to your request for promotion or raise ends up being no. Uh, this episode is packed with actionable advice. After the show's over, check out the show notes at aom.is slash promotion. Francis Cole Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Well, it's glad to have you back. Uh, we've had you on several times now to talk about uh personal presentation, business etiquette, um, just how does Excel in the workforce, in the workplace. And every time we've had you on the show, we've invited our listeners to go to your website because uh, you have a form there where people can ask you questions about anything, about um, dress and appearance, uh, business etiquette, whatever. And every time we've done that, we've had tons of responses from our listeners. And it seems like this time around, there are a lot of questions about um, asking for a promotion. Because um, it's a new year. I imagine people are thinking about setting resolutions for themselves. And I'm sure one resolution is to ask for promotion because a promotion means new responsibilities, new opportunities for professional and personal growth, and also could also mean more money. Um, so let's talk about promotions today, how to, how to ask for a promotion. But I imagine asking for promotion isn't something you just show up to the boss you know, one day and say, hey, I'd like a promotion. I think I should be promoted today. Right. No, like, <laughs> yeah, that usually ends poorly. <laughs> um, so what kind of groundwork? So I mean, I imagine there's some groundwork you should do before you even ask for a promotion. So what does that look like? Well, I think, yes, that's one of the reasons why it's so important to start thinking about it in January, if it's something that you want to have happen, say, in 2017, because everybody has different timelines and different budgets. And you need to factor that in because, you know, one of the things that your boss wants to know is that you can think like an executive and that you have considered things from his or her point of view. So, I mean, the same way you can't just expect to lose 10 pounds tomorrow, you can expect to be promoted tomorrow. But, you know, do lay the groundwork now. And I have a couple of, you know, three or four things that I do want you to be doing and three or four things that I never want you to do um, in order to get your boss and yourself in the right, you know, essentially mindset to be promoted. All right. So what are those things? Um, so in terms of things that I think are important to think about, you know, it sounds, you know, really basic, but one of the things that, you know, everyone talks about is dress for the job you want, not the job that you have. And this is true if you do want to get promoted. I mean, your boss and the other, you know, C-suite people want to know that you are paying attention to them. So, you know, just a really simple example is if your office has dressed down Friday, but nobody in the position that you would like to be in dresses down on Friday, then as much as you want to come in in your jeans and your sneakers, you know, my first recommendation would be don't do that. 
you know, show them that you're willing to step up and, you know, do what they're doing. So, I mean, again, this is a very small thing, but it seems to make a big imp impression. Um, one of the other things that I think is really important to do is to speak up. Um, and that, you know, that isn't just in meetings. Uh, that is, you know, as seemingly small as a lot of people get into the elevator with their CEO or their boss. And, you know, one of two things happens. You know, one is they just, you know, completely become mute and they don't say a word. They don't acknowledge that that person is in the elevator with them. Um, the other thing that they can do that's almost, well, that's equally troubling, maybe more troubling, is that they just continue either having some wacky conversation with a colleague in the elevator about something that maybe they shouldn't be talking about in front of their boss, or you know, they just take out their phone and they stare at it as if it's you know a crystal ball. So what I really want you to do in those moments is to just say to your boss or your CEO, you know, good morning or good afternoon and how are you and how was your weekend and, you know, how was your holiday, whatever it might be. But just to, again, people are looking for more than, you know, the skills that are directly applicable to your job. They're looking to make sure that you have soft skills and soft skills include being able to make small talk. So yes, pipe up. <laughs> I also, I mean, I imagine that that's important too, because if you're getting promoted, it might mean you're going to be working with the boss or have more contact with them on a more frequent basis. So he wants to know that, you know, do I get along with this guy? Will I enjoy spending more time with him? They want to be able to picture you already being part of the team. And this is just a really easy way to make that happen. And on the, the dress thing, um, so what yeah. if you work in a company where it's very casual? Should you stay casual? You don't want to like overdress for the job, right? Like if you're the, C the no. CEOs are wearing, you know, t-shirt and jeans, like you might, you don't want to wear a suit. No, right. no, you don't want to do that. Don't come in in your ascot. Um, but <laughs> ascot and monocle. I'm telling you, I did see somebody in my office one day at an ascot. Anyway, um, only, I, I yeah, only, only Cary Grant can pull off the ascot, especially when they're standing at a Xerox machine. Um, but at any rate, we'll set that to one side for the moment. Um, and no, you don't want to dress better than your boss because then he's kind of wondering whether or not you even need a raise. But I would say you want to dress at the level of whoever is in charge of you. Gotcha. The other thing is that the other thing I want people to think about is that, you know, as I was saying, you need to factor in the timeline. And if you haven't or you don't have a specific review set up with your boss, you know, now's the time to get that in place. Because what you could do is you could have a review and find out there's six or seven things that your boss wants you to work on. And so let's find out what those are. So now's a good time if you don't have a review set up or you don't have a standing appointment for that to just, you know, tell your boss, this is something that I'm thinking about. Um, I'd love to, you know, set up some time with you to talk about what you might think I can do to improve. Um, but in general, what I would prefer that you not do is don't pounce on your boss with that request um, because it's going to make him or her feel, you know, you don't want to leave them feeling like you're putting them on the spot. So, don't tag it on to the end of another conversation. Send them a very specific email and just say, you know, performance review could be the subject line. And 
you know, just very upbeat. You know, I really want to make sure that I meet and exceed your expectations this year. I don't have a formal review set up. I'd love to set something like that up with you. Things like that. You don't want anyone to feel like they're in trouble. Okay. And then you're, you're still not asking for promotion yet. You're just looking no, for... No, you're just... This is... it. Yes, this is just letting them know that you want to exceed, meet and exceed expectations this year. And that you also have the insight into the company to realize this isn't something that's going to happen overnight, that you're aware of timelines and budget constraints. But do, yes, you do want to set something up as soon as possible. Okay. So those are the do's. Uh, What about the don'ts that you should kind of think about as you're preparing to ask for a promotion or a raise? Right. Well, so the don'ts are kind of the same way Santa Claus is ostensibly watching you all year. You know, your boss and the other C-suite team are watching all the time to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, And there are a couple of things that when they see them, they think, huh, I would prefer not to have that person be part of my day-to-day life. Um, You know, one of those things is somebody who can never praise or give credit to their coworkers. You know, they, again, leaders are looking for fellow leaders. And one of the easiest way to convince people that you're ready to lead a team is to, if somebody's done a good job, you know, say in the meeting, you know, I couldn't have done it without so-and-so. Their, their support, their help was invaluable. Um, so just really make sure that you are seen to be that person who's big enough and essentially ego-free enough to spread around the praise and, you know, make sure that everybody, the sun shines on everybody. So the other thing is, is that, you know, and this can be hard, you know, nobody wants to promote somebody who's a sulker. Um, and we all know those people who sulk, who if they are in a meeting and someone talks over them, they get petulant and there's pen throwing or head tossing or eye rolling just don't do it. You know, you can interject calmly. You can clean it up later. There are a number of strategies, but sulking never, ever, you know, never, ever does well. The other ways that people tend to sulk is that, you know, if they, if things don't go their way, all of a sudden they have a mysterious illness and there are two or three, you know, sudden sick days (laughs) when they've been healthy as a horse the day before. Um, or, you know, they'll have a temper tantrum with, with, you know, team members or other people, you know, in the break room. So yeah, none of those things is going to go very far because that's the kind of thing where everybody might participate in your temper tantrum in the moment, but word gets around the office that, uh, that that occurred and, uh, it's disquieting to people. <laughs> so, and the other thing too, is like, don't voice it upon your your boss like don't just suddenly out of the blue hey i'd like a promotion like you got to slowly build right. up to it well that's you know it's one of the things that's interesting like i have is as i think about promotions um asking for a promotion is both a do and a don't so there right. are ways to ask for it that are a don't you know don't pounce on your boss as we said don't say you know tomorrow hey thinking i might be better in your job um One of the other things I don't want you to do when you're talking to your boss about possibly being promoted is don't talk about your feelings. So this isn't the time to say, 
well, you know, Brett got promoted last year and I think that I should be promoted because, because nobody, no one cares how you feel about it. I know I, it's not fair is never something that you need to want to, or want to say <laughs> in a review or in a conversation about a promotion, because those aren't, it's not about fairness. It's about facts. So this is your time to not talk about your feelings. And the other thing is, I don't want you to neglect having a number or a position or a title in mind. Because what can happen is you can say, you know, I'm thinking I'd like to be promoted or I'm thinking I deserve a raise. And your boss says to you, that's great. What were you thinking of? And then you're left with your mouth kind of opening and closing like a goldfish. So you've got to have a very specific number or a title in mind and facts to back up why you think you deserve those things. Okay. So it sounds, okay, let's, so we've, we've kind of established some groundwork. I mean, the, basically a lot of the groundwork is going to come from that performance review, right? Yes. You, you schedule that performance review, you're going to get a list of things that your boss wants you to work on or things you can do so you can exceed expectations in your current job. I think the other thing is you want to walk in and say, here's how I think I can improve. Okay. So have ideas. Don't, don't make your boss do all the work. Yeah. Don't make your boss do it because the, he or she will, again, will be impressed with your insight into, you know, that you have that self-awareness. Like this is an area where I've really, really dropped the ball and it's something that I want to work on. The other thing it does is it keeps you going down some crazy rabbit hole where you're working away on something your boss doesn't care about. I mean, if you go in with some goal that you think is, you know, and your boss is like, that wasn't important to me. <laughs> Now's the time to find out what's important to your boss and what isn't. Okay. So you have that list. You get whatever that is. Um, of course, you want to write this down. We've talked about this before in our conversations with with you. Always have a pen and paper. Write things down. Um and then you schedule a follow-up meeting, I imagine. Probably six, seven months later would be about right. I think so. I mean, again, I think it's one of these moments that you want to say to your boss, you know, again, being mindful about timelines and when budgets, occur, you know, everybody has a different end of year, you know, time of year. Oddly enough, a lot of people seem to make decisions in March. Um, so what you want to do is say, if I'm looking for this promotion, this raise, this title change, but by when would we need to meet again? So work backward from that date. Okay. Because in, in a dream world, you get to go in one more time and say, how am I doing? You know, rather than just getting to your end date and finding out, oh, no, you're not getting promoted. Right. Um, so, well, here's the question. So when you have that uh, initial meeting about um, feedback, right, performance right. review, is that when you bring up the possibility of a, of a promotion? Yes. I think you need to be very specific from the beginning. I'm meeting with you. I want to meet and exceed your expectations. My Among my goals for 2017 is to be promoted to blah, blah. I mean, because also you need to know right then and there, if your boss turns to you and says, you know what? I've got to be frank with you. This is not something we have in our budget, or this is not how I see your career trajectory. <laughs> this is not what I see as your career trajectory. Now's the time to find that out as well. Right. Because right. you need to be making other plans. And that's when you begin to start thinking about networking and all those other things. Um, so 
Yeah, so you need to be very clear about your expectations okay. in a nice way, in an upbeat way. Again, not to make people feel like they're in trouble or like you're being either demanding or delusional. <laughs> so what do you do in that meeting, right? Um, you're having that performance review where you're talking about possibly getting promotion in the year, um, but you've had incidences in the past that uh, were bad, right? That left a bad uh, impression upon on your on your boss. How do you speak about those so you can move forward in a positive direction? Yeah, well, this comes back to, as I said, walking in with things that you intend to improve on because it does show self-awareness. If you walked in and say, you know what, in, you know, that meeting last week, I recognize that I didn't, you know, take ownership of this or I didn't follow up in the time frame, you know, that was requested or whatever it is. But if you can demonstrate that you know that you drop the ball and that you have the intention of working on that, that goes a long way toward impressing people um, about how serious you are about making these kinds of changes. So you, you do all that. Um, you work on it. You've done everything you're supposed to. I mean, I, sh- I imagine you should be documenting things you've done um, throughout the, the time you're working on these things. Yeah, no, I think you want to always you know, keep a paper trail. You know, that's one of the things I talk about all the time, even after the meeting with your boss, where you have the goal setting, um, you know, performance review conversation, send a note following up. You know, this is this is my understanding of, of our conversation today. These are the things I intend to work on. These are the things you would like me to work on. But make sure you have all of that in writing. And then, yes, as the months, weeks and months go by, just, you know, let them know that you are keeping that front of mind. Okay. And should you send them like updates? Like, Hey, I've done this. I mean, without, I mean, I can see that kind of being annoying. Yeah. No, you don't want, you don't want to overdo it. Um, I think that, you know, hopefully they at this point have been impressed with the fact that you are intending to take charge of things. Um, so I don't think you need to follow up all the time and say like, Hey, I need a gold star on my homework. Cause I was a good person today. That's, that's too much. But, uh, but certainly, um, you know, if you do complete a big project and you think they haven't noticed it, by all means, <laughs> fire off an email. Fire off an email, but then, but have that document yourself so when you have the follow up meeting, you can yeah. present like show like here's the value I've added to the company. Here's what I've done. Um, I've exceeded expectations, and you can show that to them. It's not just sort of some sort of hazy subjective thing. You actually have actual documentation of what you've done. Right. And the other thing to think about in your performance when when you first go in for this meeting is that your boss could say some things to you that are upsetting. I mean, that you, for whatever reason, are completely blindsided. You did not imagine that that was their perception of you. So you want to know that that could happen. And if you are somebody who is temperamental um, or emotional, you don't want to give in to either of those avenues in that moment. You don't want to suddenly start arguing with your boss. Well, no, I think you're wrong. I, you know, well, okay, <laughs> now we have a problem. Um, or burst into tears. Um, so one of the things that I do recommend doing if you have the time um, and you're serious is to sit down with either a 
another colleague who you feel has a good insight into you or with a friend um, and have them say to you like some of the things that they think you might be hearing in your performance review just so because it can be shocking when it comes out of someone's mouth um, and at least to have that experience of hearing it and responding to it in a less high stakes environment. Um, so yes, I, I do recommend that. That's great. So, I mean, Francis, how do you go about, so you said to go in with a, a title and a number. So it's like a position you want and the number you want. How do you go about figuring that out? Like what you should be asking for, like what's reasonable? Is it, I mean, it's kind of hazy, you know, because it's going to, I guess it's going to differ from company to company, but is there any sort of general tips that you can? It is. I think that it's one of these moments where hopefully, you know, you have a sense of how the company is doing this year. You have a sense of what people who are doing a similar job are being paid. Um, You know, you can go on to other, to websites and see, you know, if jobs like the one you are talking about, see what salaries are being offered. Um, you can check the ladders, you can check monster.com. And just generally, you know, you don't want to have it come in with a number that's crazy. Um, but you also don't want to lowball yourself. So I think that you, but you, you know, one of the things that I, it's nice to give a range. If they say, what are you looking for in terms of a raise? Well, looking in terms, you know, something X to Y. You know, many companies do have fixed raises, unfortunately. So that might not be an area for negotiation. And if that's the case, then have a few other things in mind that you might want, whether that's telecommuting or more vacation days or whatever it might be. But have a few options so that you don't just feel like, you know, the world is at an end if they can't give you, you know, the financial that you are looking for. So uh, you've done all the, the groundwork, you've been working on things, you have your documentation, you enter the follow-up meeting. What, the, what should that follow-up meeting look like six months later? Is it, I mean, is it just like, hey, here's the thing I've done. Can I get my promotion? What, what does that look like? <laughs> um, again, I would have you know, not pounced on your boss around it. So write them a note, say, I'm looking forward to our follow-up meeting. I'm hoping you know, we can talk through how I've you know, met my goals and make some decisions about the future. So let them know again that you're that this is not just a rehash of what occurred last time. This is a decision-making meeting. Okay. And um, let's say you go to the meeting, you make your presentation, and the boss says, you know, I'd love to give you promotion, I'd love to give you a raise, but, you know, we've had this unexpected thing come up and I can't offer it to you. Um at this time, how do you, how should you handle something like that? I think that you want to, and the first thing you want to do as hard as it is, is to sympathize with your boss. Say, you know, I'm sorry that that occurred. I'm so sorry that this, we're in this company is in this situation. Again, they want to know that you're thinking like someone who is sitting in their seat. So show, demonstrate that you recognize everything is not all about you. Um, and then, and then begin to put some some time frame into this. You know, uh, given these circumstances, what 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 do what can you tell me, or what do we know? Can you? Is this something that's going to impact my ability to be promoted? You know, for th- six months or for a year. Um, so just begin to, and then you need to decide if this is something you can live with. So 
but it's as hard as it is to wallow a little bit with your boss at the beginning, that would be my, my, that will go again, a longer way toward demonstrating that you are ready and willing to be promoted. You mentioned networking a little bit earlier. Right. Uh, in, uh, you always feel kind of like, I, I think people always never know how to handle this. Like, should you be like putting your, the feelers out for other jobs while you're still asking promotion at the same job? Because at the same time that can show disloyalty to the company. And, you know, sometimes uh, it's a small world in certain industries and work can get around that you're, you know, kind of putting the feelers out for other jobs. So how do you network? I mean, should you be networking even while you're asking for promotion or is that something you should just kind of stay away from? If you've, if you've had a productive, you know, review with your boss and you have a time frame for a conversation about a promotion, then I would say, no, then you should not be out and networking. I think you should be going to events in your industry because it's always good to see and be seen. Um, but I wouldn't be actively, you know, following up with people. If you've gone into your meeting with your boss and he or she has said, as, as we just talked about, you know, something came up and I can't give you what you want. And or I know you think you're meeting your goals, but I don't see you meeting them. Then, you know what, then it's time to really actively begin to network. And, you know, my first rule in, in this regard is just to tell Everybody you know, even the most unlikely people, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm looking for. Um, so, so yes, but you you know you want to you want to let your boss know too that okay, I, I recognize you can't give me what I want or need right now, and I'm going to begin to think about finding that somewhere else. Okay, so besides just casting a wide net, telling everybody and everyone, any of the other things you can do to network to uh, find what you're looking for? Um, I think that you want to, what I always like to do is to call up people who maybe don't have a job opening, um, but who are just, for whatever reason, you admire them and you like the work that they're doing. And you, you can say to them, what I'd love to do is come in and talk to you for 15 minutes at the beginning or the end of your day about where I am in my career right now and what I can do to, you know, either to improve. Um, because what that does is it lets somebody like that know, hey, you are looking and they're going to go out to lunch with someone else and find and say, oh, you know, I met the you know most articulate, lovely person the other day who's you know, looking for something. So I think it's a matter of really just demonstrating you're available and you want this quite a lot. The other thing I think is going to networking events is always deadly, deadly, deadly. Um, so I tend to take a buddy. It's kind of like, you know, people say you'll lose, you know, you'll stick to your fitness goals. If you have a walking buddy or a gym buddy, you kind of need to have a networking buddy um, because otherwise you won't go. You'll go home and order Chinese food and lie down. Um, so, so I think it's really, really good to have somebody who, you know, is also thinking about trying to get promoted and try to go to events together. Fantastic. Well, Francis, any, uh, parting words of wisdom about asking for promotion, uh, before we, we end, cause I think we covered it all. We hit it from the very beginning to the very end. <laughs> I guess, I mean, the main thing that I think people should be aware of is that at, even though it feels extremely personal, 
Very often it isn't. Very often it is about numbers and facts. And so just being mentally and emotionally prepared for that is an important piece. Well, great. Well, Francis, where can people go to ask you more questions about personal, I guess, image and business etiquette and things like that? They can come to my website. It is my name, which is francescolejones.com. And when you get there, there is a, an ask a question button. Uh, and all the questions roll directly to my phone. And I do answer every single question that I get. It might take me a few days, but um, and I love to do it. So really, any question, big or small, send it along, because it's really, uh, it's a joy for me. Fantastic. Well, Francis Cole-Jones, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. My guest today was Frances Cole-Jones. She's the author of the book, How to Wow. And you can find out more information about Frances' work at francescolejones.com. And she has that Ask a Question button. Use that if you have any questions you want to ask her about business etiquette, uh, getting promotion, your image, um, things like that. She'll ask her and she will definitely answer you. And if you want to find out more information about what we talked about today, make sure to check out the show notes at aom.is slash promotion. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And if you enjoy our show, we'd appreciate it if you give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It helps us out a lot. As always, thank you for your continued support. And until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly.